0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds in Cinema Podcast.
1: Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer?
0: Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Terminator Edition. We're finally to Dark Fate. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. The man you're waiting to hear from who cannot be stopped, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Hello, Tom. Future shit. <laughs>
1: I gotta say, this is a saint. This, this uh, for a science fiction movie, this is rather cavalier about uh, speculative technology, future shit. Also, a great alternate title for Salvation. <laughs> Terminator, future shit.
0: Terminator. I think we would have enjoyed shit. that movie
1: far more were we prepared in that manner.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Terminator Dark Fate, a 2019 film. We're talking just a few short years ago,
1: Yeah.
0: directed by Tim Miller, who I have just listed as Deadpool, and that's about it.
1: Okay. Well, nothing, that's not to be sniffed at.
0: And yeah, I was just going to say, if that's it. but it's just funny that that seems to be the way directing is going now you know you have a young director who makes one good mm. or interesting film and the next thing you know they have the biggest budgeted film in hollywood for their next film mm. i mean that seems to be happening a lot
1: yeah and and you know i don't think this uh i mean it's it's not a commercial failure but it was certainly not what it it was. It didn't do what it was supposed to do commercially. But artistically, I think people are pretty, pretty positive about this movie, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it has seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's fair. Which is I
1: don't disagree. clearly
0: shows that it's a you know stronger than most of the other sequels, right? Which do not come to that mark. And but like you said. You know, it just feels like within this series that they are constantly trying to start from scratch and get a movie that will reinvigorate the series right. and financially that just doesn't seem to ever happen after yeah. Terminator 2.
1: And if it, if it does, didn't happen with this movie which has got is sort of bristling with interesting ideas. Right it it probably it's means
0: probably that, not going to happen
1: <laughs> probably mean and it also probably means that you can't do it maybe without you know without changing your approach because you know my one of my repeated notes here was why do we have to make the timeline obsolete every time <laughs> can we not have some level of continuity between these movies we we now have multiple timelines to choose from yeah do we really need to abandon all of them you're not gonna like my pitch, <laughs> but well, that that's a question we're gonna have to answer in the pitching process that we've never right. encountered before. It's it's like do do you embrace the, you know, do you embrace the logic of the series, which is to start is you know that kind of etch a sketch. Well, that was quality. that's where I started from.
0: <laughs> was because I had said the series doesn't care. Why yeah. the fuck should I?
1: That's true, but but I think this is you know also it's a series that's crying out for some some degree of continuity. Unfortunately, their answer to to the continuity question here is to do a direct sequel to Terminator 2. And actually, that's probably my least favorite quality of the movie.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I think there's so much I like about this movie, and I think it's a very good movie. Mm -hmm. But uh, the idea of it as a direct sequel to Terminator 2 is one of its more off-putting elements for me. Well, now, why is it off-putting? I mean, not... Not the idea. Just because you love although... Terminator Three. <laughs> no, 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 I'm n- no. No, I, I think this is a, a a perfectly legitimate counterpart to Terminator Three. Um, I just, well, I'm skeptical about direct sequels. I think I've said that before, um, but I feel the way in which they they well and handle honestly, handle the idea of continuing on from terminator 2 is disingenuous mm-hmm. so in the and you know in the end you might as well you you know you might as well not be a direct sequel for for all the work they have to do to carry on from terminator yeah.
0: 2 well and the thing is throughout the series small choices matter mm. so if Terminator 3 didn't make the choice to reference only in dialogue and only by one line of dialogue saying, yeah, she's gone. Mom yeah. died. And if this movie didn't decide to put such a young young face in the flashback scene in Mexico right. with Edward Furlong, uh-huh. then... Terminator 3 and this movie could exist in the same universe, you know? That's true. And
1: and it it occurred to me, you know, that's... But if you want to
0: bring back Linda Hamilton, because of what Terminator 3 does, you have to do kind of say, okay, fuck you.
1: But it's also, but it's not... It's a sequel to the scene they created between Terminator 2 and this movie. That's what it's a sequel to. Wait, say that again? <laughs> it, it, it's a sequel to the opening scene of the movie. Oh, okay. That's what it's a direct sequel to. Right. Because that that uh, that narrative event is what this movie is about, but that doesn't happen in Terminator 2. That mm-hmm. happens in the first scene of this movie. Yeah. It's a direct sequel to its own opening <laughs> scene. That's great. And there's nothing in Terminator 2 that suggests it was going to go, you know, the way it goes down at the beginning of this movie is going to happen at all. And that's Mm -hmm. why I think it's somewhat disingenuous as a direct sequel, because you have to do so much work to get to the point where you want to start. Well,
0: yeah, I, I get what you're saying. The other thing is, but but the things that they want to introduce into this movie that are far more progressive. Yes. People of color, women yeah. far more at the for- forefront. Yeah.
1: Rep- All of those are good things. Yeah.
0: Representation. And in order to do that, you do have to have that front seat. You know what I mean? You have to have that full setup.
1: Yeah, but it's it's interesting because then, there, but the counterpoint to that would be to say, that actually jeopardizes the progressive message of the movie because then the movie. Be- I get what you're
0: saying. Because yeah. then
1: the movie becomes about how a kid was, sh- a, you know, a young male white kid was shot in the early 90s. hmm. As opposed to letting these women have their own story. Because mm-hmm. as the movie goes on, uh, Danny, our new sort of. Who is. It keeps getting, you know, cast into the role of John Connor. Right. And that limits our ability to see her as a as an independent um, heroine in her own right, I think. Sure. So I just think I just think this this the the whole idea whether it is whether it is about how you do a direct sequel and how this movie addresses the idea of being a direct sequel. I think it hamstrings it uh in a way it didn't need to be hamstrung. Okay. But that is that is, I mean well, and it, it just sort of to me it's sort not of not a big it's actually also not a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cuz there's so I, many yeah, right. there's so
1: much to compensate for it. It's fine.
0: There there's so much that's good in this movie, but yeah. um Do you feel cuz to me it feels like there's a a thin veil over the whole movie that says, "Look what we tried to do in terms of representation." But I think what you're saying in terms of all of that hinging on the fact that poor white boy John died
1: (laughs) negates some of that, doesn't it? I actually think it's I think, you know, on a micro level, it's it's progressive elements are self-evident and Mm -hmm. overall successful. I think I think there are some narrative choices that. Make it more problematic than it needs to be, but I think on the whole, they're definitely not, a, they're going in the right direction and they're, they're being radical and they're, you know, addressing politics in a way we've never seen before in this series. I don't okay. think. In yeah. a way that James Cameron wasn't interested in, in Terminator 3, arguably was only interested in a satirical way. Uh, the last two movies have had zero interest in, um, in saying anything (laughs) about anything other (laughs) than themselves but this movie is is set out with a different agenda and uh i i like the approach and i also like the results a lot of the time even though you know there's i mean you know yes it's 2019 but we these problems still exist in hollywood of you know it's like Mm-hmm. even the fact that you're doing a Terminator movie in 2019 shows that you're somewhat attached to you know heteronormative uh ideas of whiteness you know <laughs> you're right <laughs> because you wouldn't because then you just wouldn't make a terminator movie mm-hmm. if you were really wanting to like push back against that well and so I'm this sitting needs here... to have it both ways and and it's actually an okay blend overall of traditional and new. And what's interesting to me is that
0: okay, if if you're looking at the sort of aggregate in terms of reviews, yeah. This movie's far more successful. People liked this movie a lot more. Mhm. And I would go so far as to say that it's a it's a way better movie than Terminator Salvation, of course and Terminator Genesis. Yes. It's it far outpaces both both of those movies. But yes. interestingly enough, this movie had a budget of 185 million dollars, an opening weekend of 29 million dollars. In the USA it only made 62.2 million dollars, which is even less than Genesis mm-hmm. and way less than Salvation and both those movies Salvation Almost four hundred million dollars, three hundred seventy-one million, and that's Genesis, as we said, four hundred and forty million dollars. Yeah, in the world, this movie only gets two hundred and sixty-one point one million dollars, mm-hmm. which is kind of astonishing to me.
1: That that to
0: me says everybody's just tired. There is yeah. just yeah, Terminator it's, fatigue.
1: It's pure fatigue, and it's not. It's not. Ju- but it's it's not entirely inspired. It's it's. Tempting to sort of say, oh, it's a good, you know, it's a good movie. So everyone's making these judgments in spite of the movie. But even within the frame of the movie, I definitely have those moments as an audience member of thinking, you know, can we try something else? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's like rival Terminators. One of them's trying to save someone. One of them's trying to kill someone. They're disguised as family members. (laughs) They're introduced in exactly the same way. We get skulls in the water again. It's like... Can we have more than, like, a cosmetic facelift for these movies? And when you add that to the idea of a direct sequel, you think, well, why are we bothering with a direct sequel? If you're just going to make the same story scene choices that you made in the other sequels. Right. It's like, are you trying to do the same thing better? Or are you trying to do something different? And I think probably... You know, so it's fatigue and frustration, I think, is a big part of it as well. If you're solely looking at this as a as a right. Terminator franchise entry.
0: Entity. Yeah. If you
1: if you turn off that part of you know, if you if if you deactivate that chip, a la the Terminator two directors cut, which we did not watch. Um <laughs> if you deactivate that chip in your brain, which apparently you can get to just by opening your you know, Arnie's head. Right. Um then you can have a really good time, and it's a really, and also you can, you know, it's a really thought-provoking movie. But you it's it's franchise frustrations, mm-hmm. and I'll give you some more F's as well. It's the the fun, <laughs> fundamental flaws and futility of direct sequels. Wow, <laughs> that's what I that's what I think's overall going on here. Well, well played, it's a, sir. It's a shame. <laughs> So it's not entirely in spite of the movie itself, but if you're willing to sort of play along, this movie has much more in store than than the last two movies have given you.
0: Yeah, it has so much more to give than yeah. the other two movies. It does. But, I mean, it begs the question, and I guess we'll, we'll have to wait to hear our pitches in the next episode, but it's... It it does beg the question: What do you do then with the Terminator sequel? It's over, I think, because by nature there's always going to have to once you once once in Terminator two you reset Arnie as the good guy. Yeah. If you want him in your picture, I mean, you could revert back if you wanted. He could just be a villain, but you've already well, now, they do. That's his,
1: exa- that's the first thing they do here. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then, and then he's back into you know he's I think what this, what Terminator Two did was, and there was, are
0: interesting things within the aspect of that of that choice within this movie that the most
1: interesting part of that the movie, I like. Yeah, most interesting. I mean, you know, I I, I don't think it's any secret that what
0: does that, a Terminator with nothing to do.
1: Do. well that's it and Gen- Genesis started to us actually uh, I thought about it and in terms of like actually fulfilling on the promise of the the Terminator sequels the representation of of you know Arnie's version of the Terminator is the most interesting because we're, we're told in Terminator 2 that that the that this robot has the capacity to change and grow yeah and but each sequel has kind of has prevented us from seeing that, mm-hmm. and we saw a glimpse of it in Genesis. In Genesis, but really more as a sort of, really more as a kind of novelty. But yeah. here it's the essence of his of his er- character of his appearance in the movie, and yeah. and I, I I got I think that's to me that's the most successful aspect of the movie because that is a genuine callback to Terminator 2, where we were told you know, he could become like a person at some point. Mm-hmm. And here, I mean, it, he's, you know, he's more than a person by the time we meet him here. Sure. Um, as well as, you know, being, being Arnold Schwarzenegger and commenting on, on what Arnold Schwarzenegger is now and how he's changed mm-hmm. from what he has been. All of that is folded into beautifully to his scenes in this movie. Yeah, agreed. And that's like only half of this half the story. The rest of it is about you know Linda. Well, and and it's because it's one of those
0: it's one of those things where you see a preview for this movie, and what you're going to see is lots of Arnold. Yeah. And one of the things I like about this movie is, I mean, you don't see Arnold for a while. This movie is at least halfway done before you see him. And I, for me I don't think there's a point where you're thinking to yourself where the hell's Arnold No I no, want Arnold
1: yeah everything that's happening is is kind of arresting and and interesting and uh, in terms of character yeah there's in, there, there's enough interesting new or uh, new versions of old types of characters for us to kind of chow down on for a while before we even get mm-hmm. to Arnie
0: now, are you like me? Does this movie call back? Because I feel this movie locksteps and maybe it's because James Cameron's back as a producer. But mm. to me, this this movie locksteps with his first movie in with... terms of plot points as we go along. Yeah, There, yeah, there are I... so many points in this movie where I think, well, that reminds me of this.
1: Well, not just I mean, I, I would say more holistically, cam- more holistically kind of James Cameron's way of looking at the world. Okay. Um, I just thinking about Danny and even even though she's not biologically a mother and it's very important that she's not um, Mm -hmm. in this movie, uh, the way she kind the way she's first introduced is this kind of, you know, caretaker. Yeah, caretaker, woman who takes care of everyone. I mean, that, you know, that sort of that's how James Cameron sees the maternal. It's not just about biology. It's about this Mm -hmm. kind of caretaker role. Um, and it's, you know, it's like his his women and older women in his his movies are very proactive. And so I definitely got glimpses. I definitely got glimpses of that.
0: Well, one of the things that, you know, because we've been maybe talking around this sort of uh, what's the difference between an 80s or a 90s movies and the movies today. And in the past, I think we've talked about. Narrative and. Maybe I might also be thinking about the How Dare You podcast, but because we we come up with this all the time where 15, 20 minutes in, you know who everyone is and what's going on. That happens a lot with 80s and 90s movies, say, with the Superman series Mm. that that's, you know, you have Superman's on his way to Earth in his star spaceship. Ten minutes, 15 minutes max in that first Superman movie. In Man of Steel, I mean, we're thirty-five minutes right. on this fucking planet, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And one of the things I really like about this movie, and hark you know, kind of hearkening back to what I was just saying, was that this movie moves at a pace that seems to understand today's audiences. And yet I have the same feeling that I had in Terminator. So when mm. Danny is at home and she leaves rather quickly and then you see the the bubble
1: yeah.
0: of evil terminator we've already had grace we
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've seen her appearance so we've had that bit of terminator business right happens Very quickly much so. grace is here she takes on some cops you know the the bad terminators here he's going to take over dad essentially mhm And all of that really made me hearken back to the original Terminator when he takes on Linda Hamilton's roommate and her boyfriend. Yeah. That felt very similar to me. But I noted that it happened so much quicker Mm -hmm. because we're 35 minutes deep into Terminator maybe before oh,
1: right. or, well,
0: 20, 25 minutes at least. So it's before sort of, it's... those that roommate dies. And so it's, it's... all happening at a quicker pace. Mm-hmm. But it you know, the story is I'm mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm having the warm and fuzzy feelings yeah. about Terminator. And and that to me is is in, both interesting and successful in this movie, how yeah. they're able to do that.
1: And with with, you know, David S. Goya being the other um you know, major authorial voice. You've got to imagine that it's Tim Miller mm-hmm. who's speeding things up because, yeah, you know, we've done the Dark Knight films, that right? The exactly. It'll narrative take his economy time. is not <laughs> in a David Escoya thing. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess that's that's a that's a sort of because um... some
0: of my notes are you know under fifteen minutes, major fight. Yeah, like we're at the factory. Bad guys there. Grace is there. Hmm let's get the show on the road, and we have a a, a major, you know, shenanigan fest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then I, what do you make of, uh, you know, subtle differences? The Sub- in, in previous films, the time bubble showing up seems to denote heat. Right. And in this movie, suddenly we got cold.
1: Okay. Um well yeah i can't, i mean it's it's all it's all working within the same formula I think that's the yeah the, the big problem with it i mean the the you know the female body fake out terminator you know we did this two decades ago in Terminator three let's let's again let's try <laughs> something else um I I like that we were with that we were doing more daytime stuff. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah the the idea of that you know, like getting the clothes from the washing line and mm-hmm. that we're in a building complex. That doesn't seem to be like an apartment complex, don't seem to have been in a place like that before. But it's still all very cosmetic. I think it takes a while for this movie to sort of shed some of that uh that weight that dead weight of the of the series and the images we're used to i really don't think oh, we I need to see like the way this movie starts is like actually starts is very interesting to me they do this kind of v they put a vhs instagram filter over the paramount logo you know <laughs> coming out of the gates saying this is a direct sequel to an early 90s movie you know it's i mean it's a it's pure embass with mm-hmm. Sequel is beginning with a recap, right? Um, of of Linda Hamilton in the institution, the uh, the footage that was taken there, but fan footage. So I guess that's the modern twist on it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, the return of Linda Hamilton and Sarah Connor, which is a a big deal. And then we get the Sarah Connor voiceover, the skulls in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's just the same set piece with only a slight adjust- adjustment each time. Um, and then you know, probably the most important scene in the entire movie, uh, which is which I wanted to ask you about. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know much about it, but it's a, it's a scene that I both like and dislike. Oh um, okay. Which is we're in we're in the beach in 1998. Yeah. Um,
0: that's so funny you say that because that scene's a real roller coaster, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, you then you see so. I, I so are these is this digital de aging, yeah. Then all I have to say is wow, yeah. This is literally the best I have ever seen that process, because I was like wow, I, this is my first thought. Linda Hamilton has aged really well. That was my first thought. <laughs> I but said, you're gonna see her Amelia a few minutes Clark? later. Who needs Amelia Clark. She could have done yeah. Genesis. But yeah. But then, but and then I was like, oh, and then I thought, so was this a deleted scene from? Was this an alternative ending to Terminator Two? Because oh wow, well that was my second thought. I don't know for sure because I look. I was like, I cannot, I cannot not tell that these are digital people. And I've never, I have honestly never felt like that before. Well, with her, that process. with her it's...
0: and John, all agree, and then Arnie shows up, and for the briefest of moments, I think, "Oh, that looks okay." And I'm about to say terrible, and then I look again, and I go, "That looks pretty good."
1: It do- I, I mean, and we've seen it. You know, we've seen it go from yeah, you know, uncanny valley, like what one step above. Um... What's that Robert Zemeckis movie with the terrible motion capture with Ray Winston pretending he looks like Sean Bean? Well, I don't know everything about oh, this movie what? except the. the oh time. yeah. Um, the the it's a le- it's a famous legend. Beowulf. Beowulf. There we go. Yeah. Where it's like you know laughably awful motion capture. Right. And that's where right. we kind of started. Like Je- like salvation is exactly like that as well. Mm-hmm. And here I'm. I'm like, this is this looks totally legitimate to me. You know, Completely. this could be this could be like a. You know, I was like, is this digital capture or is this a scene that they had that they filmed and never used? Like, what what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, but conceptually, I I just think if you have to if you have to sort of essentially retcon the last movie, how is it a direct sequel to the last movie? Right. Because the point of Terminator Two is that John survives, exactly. And here, oh, what they do here is they have. John and so that's Conner the dying. thing
0: because when I saw this the first time in the theater, so jarring.
1: And you know, Arnie. And the it just—it also seems it's bad ter- we're bad Terminator. Yeah. That uh. Uh, you. <laughs> So that's what I meant by
0: roller coaster ride, because yeah. you're just kind of you're, you're there are points where you're saying we and then you go down and think, oh, for, come on. And, and then also, you go back out. and should
1: be past puberty by now. But let's, right. I mean, exactly. Whatever. You shouldn't have made it. I don't know why it had to be 1998. And again, don't be so specific. Rocky three all over again. Don't be so specific. <laughs> don't say the year. And we're all See, happy. I
0: would give this movie more of a break if it was say made around 2003 but because it's made around 2019 in 2019
1: yeah because it it's The idea of killing
0: off John like that after everything you went through with those characters in Terminator 2 feels like such a big fuck you
1: and also if you're doing a, if you're doing a homage to in some I mean if, if James Cameron is producing and you're trying to make this more Cameroonian than the series <laughs> has been, um, coin it. <laughs> then, then why are you uh, why are you doing why are you pulling this Alien Three shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is you know this this is what uh, this is what David Fincher did to uh, to Michael um, Biehn to Aliens, isn't it? Michael. Yeah, he's it's like, okay, these characters survived survived the movie. We're gonna kill them off between this movie and the next one. Yeah. Exactly just, right. It's just it's fascinating to me, and I get that they this is the point of where they want this. But well, like they want I was saying start,
0: earlier, this that's is what you have to do to, to set this movie where you want to set it with the characters you want to begin your story with.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, I mean, well, look, this is a good this is a good start. It is. Why don't we take a break? Yeah. Why don't we take a break and then we'll come back? How about that? Absolutely. All right. Right after this.
1: They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherfers, guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pout. God, I need a beer.
0: And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom and I are here, traveling back into time. Back to time? I don't know. (laughs)
1: it's nothing matters anymore after genesis nothing matters anymore
0: (laughs) needless to say we're talking about terminator dark fate (laughs) what do you make of that title by the way
1: uh i'm still mulling it over isn't
0: it one of those things that sounds good but you don't know what the hell it means exactly
1: it also i mean (laughs) <laughs> not that I wanted it to be darker fates. Right. But yeah. I got to say there's been some pretty dark fates <laughs> in this series so far, right? Yeah. In fact, there was never not a dark fate. It's always dark. Yeah. It's it's what it, whatever you do to try and prevent it, machine will not will, yeah. At one point, it will not work. At one eventually, will get together and destroy us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just about where where and when that happens that changes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and this movie is no different. Uh, and that's why it's also weird that it's a direct sequel because its, it's message is exactly the same right. about the future.
0: Well, let's start with uh, you know like you said this movie uh primarily starts uh during the day.
1: Yeah. Which also by video.
0: not as a callback exactly. I mean, the Terminator, you know, Terminator shows up at night in the last movie, but we get him yeah. during the day the next morning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it feels like that. But the other thing that I really like, especially moving this story to Mexico, I just yeah. really appreciate that we see people living in their apartment building, a factory yes. that uh yeah. you know, looks like the kind of place anybody would want to work yeah in any country uh it's right. not represented as dirty it's not represented as less than it's not represented as breaking down and useless it's it's represented exactly as it should be
1: <laughs> did this come out the same year as last blood ooh Last blood pretty close right
0: mm, yeah i'd have to i want to say 2018 on
1: Okay. But Last Blood, but this is this is the flip side of the Mexico shown in Yes, blood. exactly right. and and maybe this is maybe this is too idealized, but that's okay. Um <laughs> because <laughs> Oh, you're right, 2019. It actually is.
0: 2019, same year.
1: Oh, there you go. Same year. Yeah, Well, you couldn't get two more different Mexicans. Yeah, exactly. Here. Um and and all for the, uh, all for the better because this speaks to a greater truth. And also, you know, in terms of the themes of the series, the the idea of, you know, someone losing their job to a robot is so on point. Yeah, right. In a way that... I mean, I guess it's on the nose, but it's a reality. Well, it feels it's like it's too on the
0: nose for a Terminator movie, but it's exactly what would happen.
1: It's exactly what would happen, right? So it's, it's a reality that, that, that people in manufacturing face every day. Sure. And I think that's, that's what I appreciated about it. Because... You, whenever the Terminator franchise tries to update the machine threat for whatever age we're living in, mm-hmm. I feel that it's kind of very clunky, very artificial. This felt like, uh, like it genuinely was, it wasn't like it. It, it had a contemporaneity about it. It wasn't just a general idea yeah. of of the the internet has changed things. Yeah, you right. Know, this was like I was like this. You know, people are facing this every day now. This is genuinely where machines are trying to destroy us <laughs> in our <laughs> right. daily lives. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> it's a labor issue. Yeah, and it's kind of the first time we've ad- we've addressed that, which is again interesting. Given I that was this just going to say about <laughs> <Yeah>. machines <laughs> killing human right. the human race. They... It's the first time we're really getting to grips with the labor issues around It's <laughs> just
0: funny that it took until 2019 for the series itself to comment on it at all. Uh,
1: yeah. And that's... I guess, and the other... One of the other interesting things, even though we do the same kind of, oh, look, a hot woman just appeared and she's naked shtick mm-hmm. from Terminator 3, we get rid of that pretty quickly and... and because in Terminator Three, the 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 new term the female the Terminatrix as she's called <laughs> in the movie, um, never gets beyond the point where you can separate her sexuality from her badassness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it separates here pretty with, quick. Grace, is she's going like, to put on you know, clothes and she's yeah. she's all business. And the idea and the idea of women as sexual beings in all she's not going to dip her finger is absent from the rest of the movie. She's not going to. She's not gonna that's, dip. That's what I dip
0: her finger into things and slowly, you know, put <laughs> things in her mouth. <laughs> exactly in
1: a in a in a leather cat yeah. <laughs> Um Yeah, but but that's you know this movie. This movie is systematically in a kind of betch test kind of way. Yeah. Sort of stripped away any notion of women as sex as sexual beings. The, the the fact you know that they're there to give birth to men. That they're there as sex objects you know the, one of the best choices. All movie the all the characters skipping, yeah. that
0: are female it's incidental. Yes. They just happen to be women.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no yeah, there's nothing biologically attaching them to to their characters. And I think it was a great choice. There's so many opportunities in, in this movie and I think and I, I, I try to remember but I think they do sink this low in, in Salvation. Um If not, they had a conversation about it. (laughs) That there's no... That when they're traveling across the border, there's no sexual threat against these women. Yeah, right. I can see a worse movie in which they're constantly being, like... Looked uh, up and down and... Yeah, the threat of race. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you across the border, but... (laughs) Right. But, yeah, again, Last Blood. Right. And I'm pretty sure that happens in Salvation at one point. Um does it as far as i remember there is some there is some like sexual rape threat against uh, like a woman who's out on her own and the fact yes that this yes movie yes I th- yeah that...
0: i moonblood i think yeah she the, she hap- she the... happens across some shitty men
1: right yeah. uh supergirl style but um right. this uh i should say movie... G style
0: thank representation...
1: you tim miller <laughs> yeah representationally this movie this movie makes a lot of the right moves in ways that even movies in 2019 and not still haven't still got to grips with.
0: And it's got to be conscious, right? I mean,
1: we're several years after me too. And so
0: the people making the film just have to be are smart enough, right? To say, we're not going to be doing that shit.
1: And even to the level that they've thought about how, you know, how it might be offensive to to transgender or non binary people that that the cyborg characters in the movie are treated as non human, mm-hmm. like this movie even thinks about that in the way it represents Grace. Yeah, like it's like no, I'm all I'm I'm human. I'm I'm augmented. Yeah, right. You know, so if you're a person in the audience, is thinking about you know. Uh, changing, uh, you know, changing the your gender you currently have, or you don't want to engage in gender at all. I'm still That's exactly who message. I am. <laughs> yeah. Than saying, you know, you're like, you know, you're you have metal, you have metal parts, you're a monster. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is also a very ableist point of view. So, I think they're just thinking differently yeah, right. about representation in a way that is both interesting because you have to do it within the frame within the formula of the series well that's one of the
0: things that really bothers me about this movie is because they're making all of those good choices yeah and like i said critics like this movie but it kind of bums me out that fewer people saw this movie than saw the last two movies yeah that's disappointing
1: that is that is very disappointing yeah um well, and let me ask you
0: this. I, you know, just kind of moving on. We were talking earlier about the pace at which the movie moves and like all Terminator movies, uh, you've referenced the sense and they're always moving forward.
1: On the go. They're always yeah. on, Exposition the go, on the go. on the go. Yeah.
0: And this movie is no. Ex- except for
1: Salvation. Except for yeah, Salvation. Yeah, right, right, But right. as we've said, that's not a Terminator <laughs> yeah. movie and it's not a it's movie. It's not a movie so out there. You can't apply the same standards. Like- um
0: But what I do find interesting is that it moves at such a pace that the characters, I think, are never allowed to catch up to the terrible things that happen. Danny has to watch her brother die. Mm. And it's like, get out of the car. We got to go. And I think (laughs) and there's no time to even reference back to it, to have a have a breakdown about it, to, you know. There, there's there's nothing that sets in emotionally from losing, losing both your father and your brother within minutes
1: yeah and I think I so think does it's the movie suffer from that yes okay and another example another example of that is I think it's a story problem and again it's not taking advantage of that what 30-year gap you have yeah because you're a direct sequel, because you're saying nothing in between counts. Right. Yeah, and you know, that's that's why that's why Arnie in this movie works so well, because it's all about what happened in that space of time that creates the character. Yes. And yet Danny transforms from from one kind of character to another kind of character in a matter of days. Yes, right. And it's like it's like, yeah, I mean that's a you know, that's a genre. Well and that's thing, one that's of the other things that thing, but right. you've got thirty odd years of time in which you could have turned into this person. You're just not taking advantage mm-hmm. of it. It's like you're 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 doing all the wrong direct sequel things and not taking advantage of the things where a direct sequel might actually be an advantage to you storytelling wise. And so it's It's funny
0: because what you're saying is sort of I don't know. It's one of those regrets that hangs with me when I watch this movie, when she saves Grace, essentially, in the flash forward at the end of this movie. There's nothing. I won't say that there's nothing, but I'm not sure that there's enough in this movie to show me her transition. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's unfair. I guess I'm thinking... Because at at the very least, I know that that's... I think it's a blind spot. I I think think it's a blind blind spot. spot. You're right. Because Mm -hmm. I know at least it's taking place in the future, so I know that she can become that person. But what I think the first Terminator does so well is Linda Hamilton is this, you know, vivacious, happy-go-lucky kind of... Mm -hmm. I'm a young adult just living my life. And by the end of that movie, when she says, Get up, soldier... It's completely earned. Yeah. She has become the Linda Hamlet or the or the Sarah Connor that in that moment she becomes the Sarah Connor we're gonna see in the next movie. Right then. Yeah. And it feels earned. And all of these sequels and this one too don't feel like they earn it in the same way.
1: Well, they do with this one does with our two major legacy characters, I think.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh no! Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And what it because I'm not it, talking about was, Arnold.
0: Everything with Arnold is
1: well, and and Sarah, and Sarah, and Sarah yeah, I, yeah. No, with 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 Danny, certainly. But what I, yeah. yeah,
0: I just yeah. mean with with our our new characters.
1: I gotta say though, this is the second Terminator movie in a row where, uh, speaking of the flash flash forward to the future, <laughs> they have managed to do. Salvation you know, they've managed a do over of, salva- of salvation a successful do over of salvation in one scene. Right. Like the entire they basically do the entirety of salvation in one scene. <laughs> and that's that's when it clicked to me. I was like, I've solved salvation. It's a, set it's a scene in a movie. <laughs> it's a scene in a movie that is feature length. Right. This is what it should have been. Like, everything. The fact that it was all... It looked like modern day warfare, even though it was the future. Yeah. I was like, that's exactly what term that salvation was going for. Right. It's like, it's so easy when someone, like, <laughs> just shows you what it should have been. And
0: this movie shows you in three and a half minutes.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's, But, I mean, I... I probably have some mixed feelings about sarah connor in this movie none of them are to do with lyndall hamilton's performance which i think is extraordinary mm-hmm. um i think it's leaning a little too into 2017 halloween's laurie, laurie strode i think it's hard to see
0: 2018 uh yeah.
1: yeah or whatever it's hard to see how that didn't shape how they represent her in. that's interesting yeah the conspiracy stuff, the hunting, the trauma victim mm-hmm. stuff, like fighting back. It, it, I don't know. It's too. It's too close in time and too close. Well, that's in genre yeah. That's what I was to just gonna say.
0: Because you don't know to what extent the filmmakers of this movie, where they were in their process when they started filming, when they were writing, when that movie came out. Because this is just the next year.
1: But the success of that movie and the right. success of relaunching *Roster*, it's got to—it's got to have been, a, been an uh, influence, boost to go in that direction. Yeah. Um, but you know, in terms of, but again, it's it's so, like as with Arnie in this movie, it's it's a genuine extrapolation of of where she would be given the events that have occurred. Unfortunately, the the events that have occurred probably shouldn't have. right yeah right happened in this movie um but nonetheless that you know she's where you expect her. she's picking up from what we last saw uh i think also this movie blows um her first her first appearance in the modern day not being her entrance in the movie
0: Mm, because she has such
1: a cool modern day entrance in the movie it's like oh, well, why didn't we save the... The flashback the, for later. The flashback and the recap. So this is the first we see of her. Because it undoes everything that's cool about it if you know it's like the third or fourth time you've seen her in the Well, movie.
0: and the other thing is, is that...
1: And and when, you know, when Arnie appears, that well, I get apart from the 90s Terminator, but it's a totally different guy. Right, you know I right. Mean? it's like, and she's narrating it at the beginning. And, and anyway...
0: Well, and isn't it more effective?
1: Yeah, it's just a, I think it's just better storytelling. Modern
0: day modern day audiences are are gonna know probably, okay, Edward Furlong's not in it. Clearly we have a new hero. You go you know that from a preview going in,
1: but still on And they killed him in Genesis anyway. <laughs> true. So they've already, they've already jumped that hurdle. Yeah. So it's, yeah, an audience, but, I don't think.
0: But narratively, from, it's yeah. still more interesting to never have seen her and to be asking yeah. yourself, what happened to John? What's going on? Right. what You know,
1: That's and it. then to be to find think, out later. And further to that point, I think what they choose to have in, to the mysteries they choose to have in this movie hinder the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas that mystery would have been 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 welcomed, yeah, yeah. That would have sustained dramatic interest. I think one of the one of the big one of the false moves of this movie is to is to hide the fact from us that that uh, Danny Danny is the new Messiah, not because she gives birth to a messiah but because she is the messiah. And I don't know why the movie holds on to that secret for so. long. I mean, long. until, the until point literally
0: of... till the you know last yeah. ten minutes,
1: because the the fact that that's hidden from you from so long makes makes you think, oh, is Hollywood going to keep making the same mistakes and just making it all about gender and biology? So that's that's why do that's I the, that's the
0: to... thing that upsets me about it because,
1: like, why do I even need to think about in 20ni- that? You can just tell in twenty yeah, nineteen, true. in twenty
0: nineteen, <laughs> when I see this movie in the theater. It's not a secret. You're holding something from me that I know. Right. Yeah. I had figured that out.
1: Well, I also thought they might not go through with it, and maybe the studio. Oh, uh, now that would have like... been upsetting. Yeah. Right, but that, but you, but there's no reason to hold on to that piece of information, right. and not tell the viewer at the exact moment when they're covering why she's so important in the. Don't future? they
0: try to cover it just by having Grace say, uh, "I, you told me not to tell you." you.
1: And I think they get interrupted. I think there's like an explosion or okay. something that, it, that interrupts, <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of it's 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 straight. And again, like you know, it, it undoes that progressive because the actual storyline itself is great. Yeah. But you have to come out and say it for it to have its true impact and power. Mm-hmm. If you hold on to it and make a secret of it, it becomes a plot point. Right. It's it becomes like yeah a, right like a tricksy bit of writing. I mean, it's even though in the writing. first it's direct, you know, political storytelling, right?
0: Even though in the first Terminator, it does have to do with your being a mother. So, yeah, but it's not like they're holding on to that information until the last two minutes of the movie, John but that, or but not John, a, but Reese yeah. comes back and tells her you're the key to the entire future.
1: Right, You know, because that's right. pertinent but information it, yeah. to have. You must well, live. <laughs> it's disingenuous in that way. But I think. And again, it's like not knowing how good an idea you have mm-hmm. in a sense, right. because because it's like, well, what you know, what's the point of making a Terminator movie in 2019? Uh, because then we can show that women's value is not just as mothers. Right. That they can take the future into their own hands. It's not about. It's not about the, the, the men they produce. Dan, Danny can them.
0: teach teach others how to yeah. smash those metal motherfuckers into you know scrap metal.
1: So th- so why why you know why be bashful about it? And that? now that I That's...
0: think about it, Tom. Oh oh dear. I've just had a thought that feels a little bit that renders the entire series a bit ridiculous. The entire series. Yeah. Okay. Just because one kid dies, you're telling me nobody else would stand up and yeah. say, hey, we got to take on these metal motherfuckers if we want to live.
1: Well, that that's another huge political shortcoming of the series because yeah. it's endorsing a great man theory of history. isn't Right. It? Uh, the, which is is in itself quite a fascist idea.
0: A great white hope.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And this 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 movie does away with the white part and the male part of that. Mm-hmm. Um so in this instance I think it could have handled it better. But overall I'm still, you know, Yeah, I'm, I'm still, still happy as a
0: clam that this movie does go where it goes.
1: There I'm are just still, you know, there I mean, there are,
0: you know uh there're just tweaks. There're just a few things in this movie I want that yeah. screenplay to you know somebody to take one more yeah. pass cuz it's so close. And,
1: and speaking of sloppiness, I think the way Sarah's brought into the movie is a little lazy. She just sort of, she accidentally wanders into the plot.
0: Well, it's not accidental. I mean, you find out later that it's not accidental. But what do you make of that plot point?
1: But she's hunting Terminators. She doesn't know any of this shit's going on.
0: Right, right.
1: So she's just like, ah, oh, you've got that Terminator stuff in you. I, I don't know. I thought it was a little bit.
0: No, because I know what you mean. Yeah. Because even when you find out the explanation... Yes. There's sort of a nagging question in your mind of, this feels very convenient.
1: Yeah. I just wish she was more organic to, but, to this storyline. And that would have helped me yeah. like, embrace it more as a Terminator movie. Like, there's, there's a reason for Sarah Connor being there beyond...
0: Retribution. You know, Lin-
1: Linda Hamilton's willing to come Re- back. Yeah, right. Brother, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of what it felt yeah. like. Not that I want the movie to be without that, but I think they could do better by her.
0: Well, and that's the thing. It, it's it's one of those screenwriter need to solve a problem. Look, we're yeah. taking this movie in a new direction. We're not going to have Edward Furlong come back. We have a new hero. Danny's going to be the Messiah, and yeah. so we have to solve these problems. And granted, they're not the easiest problems to solve.
1: No. And and you probably shouldn't be telling this story again. Yeah, I mean, that's right. The old, my overall note is like, there's got to be another story within this mm-hmm. than robots from the future come back one's trying to kill, one's trying to save. That's, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. I do why we Tom, have to keep going back to the well right. like that. I, I, like. However,
0: Tom, I'll say this. They tried once to do something completely different, and yeah, it was right. the, you know, abject yeah. failure of the entire series. But,
1: but that movie's an anomaly in so many ways. <laughs> I, I, I think it's absolutely possible um, to do yeah, when you when when you understand filmmaking to make a, a movie, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think I I I think it's a totally. I know what you're saying, and and you're right to bring it up, because you you absolutely could call me out, on right? It, but at the same time, I'm just that is, you know, whatever the opposite of a magical elixir is, is that <laughs> right. movie has a shit elixir.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, a shit poison. <laughs> drink some of this shit and... you'll feel better
1: <laughs> um and i mean once now what do you make it's re... well go ahead go on well i was just gonna say i was calling back to i think in the previous episode where uh you said that the the border cross the 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 deta- border detainee camp mm-hmm. in this movie was just a was a kind of inversion of a police station. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't notice. I have that note. So apparently I did notice and I forgot. <laughs> I said, oh, we're, we're we're finding a way to. But I think it's because it's a relevant update. Like, yeah. It's a it's a relevant and important update. So I,
0: I, I took it as that the first time I watched this movie. I never made the connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it felt far more relevant and it seemed like, of course, the perfect place for the movie to go. Yeah. It was on this second viewing watching for this where I thought, oh, wow, this is really just an inversion. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I, mean I don't even know if it goes far enough to be an inversion. They're detained, you know? It's just in a, you know.
1: But yeah, but I mean, but they are, you know, it's, again, uh, that added on to the way that, the images of human cattle that we've seen in the series mm-hmm. are turned into something that actually burns into uh you know, contemporary horror right. of the real world. Again, that's a connection that we've never made before in this series. Sure. You know, we've had an old lady in a cage.
0: <laughs> right.
1: That's the that's about as broad as it that was as broad as it got. This is incredibly specific to the point of, you know, where they're not allowed to call them prisoners. They have to call them detainees. You know, and I heard that line, I thought, oh, well, this is, this is pointed. Right. And rightfully pointed because, you know, this is human rights atrocity. Um, But again, it also had that feeling of,
0: you know, that, that, that scene in the first Terminator of them being caught in a police station because, I mean, the one thing that happened, you know, when when Kyle Reese gets caught, you think two things. Oh, no. And. It's bad, but it's safe. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, Arnold Schwarzenegger walks in and says, I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. And all bets are off. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: And. That's one of the things that I like about this Terminator or that Terminator, the the original Terminator. And this Mm. movie harkens back to that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Those feelings, at least. Yeah. But then once again, because we're going at the full stop, you know, or rather the the, the no stop, you know, go, go, go Mm. mentality. You think, oh, no, they're detained. Oh, Mm. no, they're never going to convince anybody of what's going on and then they just get out of it. I mean, we're talking a yeah. total of 7 or 8 minutes of screen time, you know what I mean? It's they're they're it they're works... on a chopper real quick. And so yeah. that problem is solved fairly quickly. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's it's the 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 injustice is raised, but yeah, it's not it's not dealt with within the frame of of the narrative. I think it works better on the other side with the with the um the Terminator Predator. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because, you know, given that there's so much of this, so much kind of, uh, for one of a better word, anti-modern America America commentary in here, the fact that this Terminator is able to freely move through modern America thanks to this kind of boys club at every step of the way was brilliant. I mean, as an alternative to kind of mayhem and carnage wherever they go the Robert Patrick way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he's just, you know, he's just like learning the lingo. But
0: at the same time, Le- he leaves, he leaves mayhem behind him. Just, yeah. You know.
1: But, but he, he's also just kind of like, yeah, um, Bud didn't do the, it's like Bud didn't do the paperwork, but I can go through here. Right. And that's like, that's how white people get away with everything anywhere. <laughs> um, Yeah so all good stuff I think y- all good stuff all right uh well let's take another
0: break and then we'll we'll come back and we'll finish up
1: we'll talk about
0: oh there's uh, more to talk the, about
1: the, we'll talk about the star of this movie
0: all right <laughs> certainly the star of this franchise sure all right right after this If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator Tony Parham, and co host, musical performer and sound lover Derek Hansen D Rock if You're Nasty, and I Am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target. Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target. That's the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back once again, ladies and gentlemen. Tom and I are here finishing up with Terminator Dark Fate, the 2019 film directed by Tim Miller. Well, as you mentioned before we went on a break, we about at the place where t- we've taken as long to talk about the star of this movie as the movie takes to put him in the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, but That's worth the
0: wait. And I was going to and I mean, I know we talked about this before, but I think that's a, you know, like a tip of the hat to this movie to be able yep. to mm-hmm. not have Arnold Schwarzenegger appear until... You know, well into a halfway through your movie and and at least for me, not ever, you know, find myself saying, where the hell's Arnie?
1: He's not missed
0: and he's not needed until he shows up.
1: Yeah. And they pack a lot in when he's on screen. Mm -hmm. Like you get so much from his his uh, supporting character um, appearances in this movie that that you don't miss him as the star. Yeah. I mean it, it just all I've st- all my notes are uh, you know his growth as an actor is just to me astonishing I mean I th- I don't know if I said this on on air but the turning point for me was The Expendables I just I I mm-hmm. saw like for the first time Arnold is making real actor choices <laughs> right. on screen in that cameo in that movie and I hadn't seen him in a movie for years and then Genesis you know I was blown away by what he achieved in that movie uh, especially with, with all the chaos going on around him. I was just going to say, but considering
0: this, what's going but, on in the movie, you know, he's yeah, the breath of fresh this, air.
1: And in this movie, you know, it's everything is just more so. You know, he's managed to turn this kind of robot deadpan into, a, into you know, like a low-key, laconic acting style. Yeah. <laughs> he can do... I mean, he's been playing this role for a long time, but he can now... Say everything with like a few looks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's about how he's developed as an actor. The movie is itself referencing, you know, his America the Americanization of this Austrian bodybuilder, <laughs> right. the fact that he's kind of blended into American society, he owns a mobile business, he watches football, he has a family. Um,
0: but then there are also great jokes. You know, does your wife ever notice that you weigh 800 pounds? ever been in the
1: series. (laughs) You know, even for someone who loves Terminator 3, the comedy is, the the comedy surrounding Arnie in this movie is the most successful that we, that we see. Um, And yeah, it brings, it brings that character growth that we've been promised to to fruition. Um, And, you know, it, it sort of, it put, he's, He's been reset as a villain and now he has to prove that he's a hero again, mm-hmm. which it's inter- it's interesting. I mean, it's disingenuous because he's made a villain in a very artificial way. So that's a problem. But, yeah. Um, I, I also I understand why they want that to be their starting point, because then um, it feels like a means with... to an end because it is. But it is. Yeah. So he can have conflict with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, Sarah right. is coming out of T two, going, you know, hey, well, you on my side or what? Terminators, <laughs> yeah, that kind of terminators. okay. Yeah, right. Now she's a full on Terminator racist again mm-hmm. because of what uh, what he did, and as as clunky and as flip floppy as that is, it works for the. It gives them something. It
0: in the mostly movie other works, because but because of Terminator yeah. two, you also have to acknowledge the fact that. You know she does tell him, or rather he does tell her, at a certain point. Yeah, I'm the I'm the Terminator that killed John. Yeah. But when she sees him in the doorway, she doesn't know that.
1: <laughs> I suppose not.
0: And all he is 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 a Terminator who appears to live in a log cabin, which seems fairly benign. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, given the experience, that level of bile and hate. But it's like I give the movie a a break because. Yeah. He was the terminator that did kill him and she seemed to intuit that and okay fine but whatever.
1: And it's another it's another course correction from for Genesis because Sarah's so attached to the terminator. Mm-hmm. She's you know, she has the relationship that John has with the terminator in Terminator 2. Right. Um so this is probably too much in the other direction but it's the better direction I think. Otherwise, you know, if they're just getting on all the time I mean, that really does only work for one movie, you know, in the frame of Terminator 2, having had a movie where she was running from him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now that they're partners, you can only do that once. Yeah. That's the lesson of these movies. You can only do certain things right. once. But we've done them like five or um, six times. and Well,
0: and, you know, like I said earlier, what do you do?
1: But this is, I mean, this is all interesting stuff. Yeah. With, with. Because it's something we've never, it's something we've, we've, we've only hinted at before, which is that, you know, once the Terminators mission's over, you know, what, what happens, what, what becomes of them. We know that they can, we know that they can, that their character can grow. Their understanding of emotion can grow. right? Um, And as Arnie says, I'm reliable, a good listener, and extremely funny. (laughs) Um, That's good stuff. It's, it's very good. And he's a draper as well, which is, which a, is, yeah. a, is a really an interesting and unexpected choice. Mm-hmm.
0: There's much more to it than just picking the right colour.
1: It's the texture, the weight of the material. One wrong choice. Sarah, you okay? It can destroy the look
0: of the entire room.
1: Fine. There
0: was this one customer that came to me. He wanted to have
1: solid coloured drapes in a little girl's room. I said, don't do it. You need butterflies. Polka dots. balloons and it's really and i think you know all those elements combined it's this sort of sweet spot of comedy and drama like it it it's it, in terms of ha- in terms of the way the way arnold is configured as as the terminator in these movies to me this is the ultimate sweet spot you know it's sort of like it's it's almost like registering the fatigue yeah right That people have had with these sequels within the frame of the movie. And I think that's why the Arnold character is the most successful in the movie, because he embodies some of that melancholy. Mm. Whereas the rest of the movie is kind of pretending that 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 melancholy doesn't exist, that this is all new, that this is something that we've never done before. (laughs) But Arnie's part of it is like those 30 years. Yeah, he's
0: putting on glasses, but this time they're stars, that's a great
1: moment for a totally different reason, and you know it. <laughs> and that was cruel to bring that up that way. Um, just to just, to <laughs> just give to, just so, to it to yeah, just to
0: stick it to you.
1: Yes, to stick it to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I had nothing but nothing but good things to say. There's even, I think, an eraser reference in here, and if that's the case, well played. <laughs> I think when he's flying through the plane, the first thing I thought was the movie Eraser. Yeah, right. Well, on the Schwarzenegger. Isn't he, like, caught in the in, in the thruster? Doesn't he, like, spin around in Specifically midair? Specifically in the thruster? In the thruster? Oh, it's been a while. But I just I'm sure about... I'll have to
0: watch it at some point with Chew on the other podcast. And, I mean,
1: maybe, again, that's the Tim Miller of it all to sort of, like, like a, a guy who's grown up with army movies. Making well,
0: Arnie and Arnie so movies. let me ask you about that because... I that's the one moment in this movie where I started to get set piece fatigue was in the airplane set piece. Mm.
1: I generally don't like a lot of the CGI in the action sequences. Yeah. Cuz again, where
0: we we go back to action jumping, CGI, CGI heavy very... planes and helicopter yeah. shit that just Did, I'm surprised to is... say frankly, yeah. still doesn't look good even in 2019.
1: No. No. It's also too dark, which is the David S. Goyer of it all, I think. is like, uh, there's someone saying, What's happening? And I, I had exactly the same note. Just like, Yeah, it's too dark for me to see mm-hmm. what's going on either. Um, I think the action is a little antiseptic. C- CGI has a big part yeah. to do with that. But also, I think, you know, you can see the difference in Terminator 2 between someone who knows how to how to kind of push through on an action sequence versus right. someone who does it quite clinically like it's clean and effective but it doesn't it doesn't hit you in the it doesn't hit you with that punch that the cameron action sequences right. do i think right right that's what i'd say is the big um And yeah, uh, it overall lacks a visceral quality. I think there's again right. That's uh,
0: what it is. Is is
1: yeah. And I think that I think that goes back to the
0: CGI CGI of it all. Uh,
1: It's also about it's also about choices beyond that. I think with the with the kill box sequence, I thought I like this kind of gang torture idea, Mm -hmm. but I want it to be like you need to go into the David Cronenberg territory for this to feel. You need to like lean into the body horror of Mm -hmm. it. And if you don't, it's just, you know, it's just too antiseptic for me. I did kind of like, and, and, and I liked on an ideas level, at least, the robot caesarean. I was just, oh my gosh,
0: I was just going to ask you, what do you think of the Rev-9, you, know, uh,
1: <laughs> you know, being able to split? Because it was like a, I thought it was like a good... It was like this movie wanted to put the idea of motherhood and female biology somewhere in the movie. And I think this was the right place okay, for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and it's just funny was... in
0: the sense to me, because I thought like you, I think it was a good idea. But when when the T-1000 shows up at some point, you know, a character asks, is he like you? No, he's he's, you know, he's metal. <laughs> And you get a little explanation as to what's going on. You don't yeah. really ever get that explanation in this movie. You don't get h- how or visual, why. It's just it? visually given to you.
1: Yeah, and for a lot, yeah, you're ups- I had the note very early on in the movie. I was like, "What's like what beyond the superficial? What, what is does this do about? for
0: it, for the robot?" Right. It just it just means you have visually, to fight two of it's... them. I, I take it.
1: It's a kind of mapping technology, almost, isn't it? It's like a. You can map yourself onto someone but and also remain the robot. Yeah, yeah, right. So you get to be an out-of-body. But but the advantages of that are not made clear. And I guess that that's the advantage of a more sort of, of like a 90s, like an early 90s movie version of this. It's someone tells you, it's like Gremlins. Someone comes out and tells you the rules at right. the beginning, you know. The <laughs> right. Chris Columbus scroll of, here's the rules of the movie. You, you're even calling them rules, you know. <laughs> yeah. No one's... No one's being mealy-mouthed about this kind of stuff.
0: Don't allow that robot to split after midnight.
1: He'll <laughs> <laughs> never get back together. Don't, don't get Terminators wet. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Hmm.
0: Now, uh... Hmm. I'm trying to... Hmm. I'm trying to piece together when Danny... Is is target shooting? I mean, we're going back, back to meeting Arnie okay. and b- before the the plane sequence. But uh, yeah, I mean, isn't there a moment where it's more? I don't remember the exact line, but she becomes a better shot after practicing once, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And this is the sort of thing in a movie that I don't know. It kind of drives me nuts. It's like the Django Unchained effect. You're not that good of a shot, naturally. You have to work at it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, at least I guess they show Django practicing, but...
1: Well, and that's, you know, it's a different it's a different kind of movie. I think, I think this isn't... Yeah, I, I accept know. it I...
0: easier in Django than I do in this movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially when you have, like, so much time and the possibility of multiple timelines to right. play with to get you to wherever you want to be character mm-hmm. wise um, so yeah uh, I, I i do agree it's a little it's a, a little strange
0: it's ever so slightly off putting
1: the other off putting th- i mean some of the like you know i my quotable was a little right. had a little flavor of yes. this was the was the sort of what i like to call weedanisms <laughs> Where people seem to be in life or death situations but they talk flippantly about what's That's going great. on. Which is what Joss Whedon this is it's the baseline of Joss Whedon dialogue, it right. seems to me. It's like the 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 uh, post credit schwama scene in dialogue. Well and
0: and and the more we start learning about him, the less enamored we are.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm going to address the criticisms by saying I'm completely innocent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, that was that's what I got from that statement. Yeah. <laughs> um and the lines like, you know, at least I still have all my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it it's I don't think and maybe maybe that's the Deadpool connection Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. It's like that sort of that's that kind of sarcastic sassy but that has always
0: helped when ryan reynolds is in your movie (laughs) yeah you know
1: yeah it's it's kind of caught between those poles isn't it a little bit tonally Mm -hmm. of of what wanting to be kind of wanting to be sort of irreverent towards the idea of a terminator movie and yet wanting to do a really legit version of a terminator movie at the same time But again, these are just tweaks. These are just like, we probably don't need that line. We probably don't need that tone at that place. But I'm not, um, you know, I'm not, uh, it doesn't doesn't ruin my viewing experience. No. And I'll tell you
0: the other thing that I do think this movie does well. So Linda Hamilton is, she has a great line when she says, Mm you know, when all of this is over, it's you and me. I'm going to kill you, <laughs> you know. And Schwarzenegger just has to give him the stare, give her the stare. And I think he says, I know. Right?
1: Yeah. And... He also says, I won't be back. Right, right. Which is... <laughs> this is it's... I mean... Characters saying versions of the same lines over and over again has become a tiresome tradition of the series, but that might be my favorite. Yeah, but when when it does work, (laughs) it works fine. And it's true. Right. He probably won't be back. (laughs) There won't be another Terminator, I don't think, in the near future.
0: But I do think this movie earns, and maybe it's just because Linda Hamilton is Linda Hamilton and she's so good, but I do think this movie earns her her change towards him, her saying, come on, help. And, and, you know, coming together to work together.
1: It's a logical extrapolation from the first scene of this, movie, (laughs) (laughs) which the movie is telling us is what happened in Terminator 2. Uh, (laughs) I have no problem with that. Um, What did you think of, uh, of the, the ruffles, um, like in encasing, encasing your technology in a bag of chips, <laughs> right? Yeah. Was that was that a nod to the past product placement in the series, or what was what was going on there?
0: If it is, it's 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 certainly slyer than the you know earlier movies. Yeah, because I didn't take it as such.
1: I like the lot, oh, I... no, but I mean an actual sort of like pointing out like how how broad we've been in our product placement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it is called back later in the movie. Right. Like Arnold says, if you hide your you hide your phone in a bag of chips, you deserve me to find you, you know. <laughs> so, great line. So, Amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's not quite that line, but it's something But something close to some, it, yeah. Something close to that, yeah. Um and also, you know, the idea of surveillance as being part of the machine threat now that people mm-hmm. can be tracked through GPS and found through that. Well,
0: phones. and... I mean, it's funny because... None of the other movies make hay out of that. And even Genesis, which, which could and should have, considering what year it takes place in. I know. The other movies don't really have the opportunity. And so when you finally see it in this movie... It's it's actually really interesting, isn't it? You, yeah, you know... yeah,
1: exactly. I think that's it. It's a, this movie takes advantage of a lots of a lots of missed opportunities on a thematic level. Mm-hmm. I think, on a symbolic level, a satirical level that we haven't that we've only gestured towards before, right? Or we've been too interested in other things to focus yeah. on. I think maybe that's the. And you know, credit to this movie that they can still have, like, a um, a female sacrificial lamb, a la every 80s and 90s action movie, and yet still end up with an all-female cast. Right. <laughs> like, wi- the women in this movie... Well, Grace isn't really a woman either. That's reductive of me to say. But, like... Um, well, I guess she began life as a woman, yeah. so it's not... It's, uh, um, fem- female identifying up to up to some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is like we have this all female action lead trio, which is in and of itself remarkable. Mm-hmm. But that the movie kills off a woman and we still end up with an all female um, <laughs> right. action team. I sort of think, bravo, bravo, you didn't take the easy way out. Yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't kill off a woman so a man could take the spot. You just killed off a woman. So two other women could thrive. Right, well done, and different women of different ages and races as well. <laughs> like it's, it's not. It doesn't feel to me. Maybe maybe I'm easily impressed, but it doesn't feel tokenistic to me. At no, all. no, I no, I don't. I think mean, these so. things never do to these things never do to me. They seem to to a lot of you know white men on the internet. Yeah, but well, certainly in the last context, people we
0: should be listening to, though.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. But I, you know, to- tokenism is as bad as racism for me mm-hmm. when I see it. But at this, but I, I just don't see. I just don't see it here. I think. No, I don't just, think so either. It's just deli- It's it's deliberate in a way that's like, especially in a series that has made you know, has made some huge swings yeah. towards. Yeah. Only white men can save right. humanity that it is a very necessary course correction. Absolutely. If this is abs- absolutely the least they should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then so, I
0: mean, within that, because we're there, do you like this hmm. last set piece, this last stand, the dam? How do you feel about the, the resolution of this movie?
1: Sometimes I feel like it's the storytelling in this series, not the characters that are caught in a time loop. Because <laughs> even like Ar- even Arnold Terminator, who, you know, is pretty much flawless in this movie, we still have him returning from the dead to save the day. Mm-hmm. It's like, do we have to keep circling back to these last few tropes? These first few tropes, yeah. please.
0: Well, and so, but I guess it's a tale of, of two stories for me because... Yeah. There are things going on dramatically that I like.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And then there are things that I'm seeing on screen that I don't like, mm. in terms of CGI and the whirly twirl, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, <laughs> and sticking faces into it and getting stuck behind it, and you know, all of that stuff. I, uh, it, it just, it feels tired. Yeah. But. Having said that, this movie also has what the original Terminator, and I think to a lesser extent, but that is there in Terminator 2 as well, is the idea in your mind of how are we going to get out of this? Yeah. You know? Uh, and and so long as I'm on that plane, I, I always feel like, well, the movie's done its job. Mm. Now, it's how they resolve that, uh, you know.
1: Mm-hmm
0: is to varying degrees, say between Terminator, t- Terminator two and this movie. And this movie would yeah. be last on the list for me, but it's also not as bad as Terminator three or Genesis. So, you know, it lies in the middle there. There are good things and there are things I wish were tweaked or looked better or that kind of thing. But, but dramatically in terms of character, there are things going on that work for me.
1: Yeah. It's interesting how this movie ends as well, because it ends as Terminator Two begins. Mm-hmm. Am I am I wrong? Like with the looking at kids in a playground, right? Isn't that how Terminator Two starts? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's I know it's Grace. It's like young Grace yeah. again. Something they took from Genesis. Let's not forget right. this movie is still thinking about everything that it refuses. This to movie acknowledge.
0: Ex- refuses to acknowledge, but also in Genesis. There's a, uh, you know, John Connor, the sort of rise up
1: uh, on your feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you you mentioned that. You know,
0: some of the bots in the future forwards do that in this movie. And so I always think, man, for a movie, you you, movies, you you really are choosing to ignore narratively. You're you're cherry picking some things that you like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's part of the problem with with direct sequels. It's like, that. it all happened. Mm-hmm. And people know it happened.
0: But you refuse you know, I mean, to the... acknowledge it happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what my point was. What was my point? Oh, yeah, it's the, it's the beginning. We've sort of reset to the beginning of Terminator 2, <laughs> which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So maybe that goes with your theory that this is... This is more like an original Terminator. And you know, we've talked before about if you see this as the third movie in the series, which it's claiming to mm-hmm. be, then this is a trilogy. Yeah, Again, this is a this trilogy. Is a trilogy. Trilogies, tend to, trilogies tend to loop back right. to the original. True. But we've kind of looped back to the original, gone through the original, and we're at the beginning of Terminator 2 now. <laughs> Boy, did we loop. Yeah. The only thing we're missing out is Terminator 2. Yeah. We began at the end of Terminator 2, and, we got, and now we're back at the beginning. You know, at
0: least five minutes into Terminator 2.
1: Yeah. So, that's all I had in terms of notes, apart from a credit check.
0: Well, that's where we are, sir. Okay. Talk to me about credits.
1: Credits. Uh, crazy amount of names listed as writers. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And credit to the movie; it doesn't necessarily it doesn't feel, feel like this film yeah, because that's has that, been through that's a so bad sign. Many, so many passes, but it obviously mm-hmm. has. Um, I thought there was there was some the. I also commented on the weird geometry of Arnie and Linda Hamilton's billing on screen. I think mm-hmm. there was an argument, an argument about who should come, who should who should come first, and they ended up with. Knees one of those diagonal both. things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a weird something weird going on there that suggests to me that, that lawyers were involved one's
0: left and one's uh, right but one's high and one's low
1: <laughs> exactly um and then my final note is just that the, the Latin guitar version of Terminator theme theme the theme is absolutely gorgeous nice it seems like it absolutely is one of the original pieces of music associated with the the um, series with the film and, of course, in keeping with the change of location. I don't know why the shift to Mexico doesn't bother me as much as the change to San Francisco in the last movie. Mm. Like, what? what how, is that, how is that any more or less arbitrary? And yet, this works, that doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah, well you know. Is that just the story of Genesis? I think so. <laughs> it's not that they've got the wrong idea. It's just that it's not good.
0: Well, and I think, <laughs> I think, I, I don't, I'm not sure because I think I think Genesis is more arbitrary because you choose to do it in the middle of your movie. This movie starts in Mexico. Oh, but they
1: show San Francisco blowing up at the beginning of Genesis, which says like when they have their you know the the standard apocalypse preview that we have at the Yeah, but what of these, I mean is <laughs> we see San Francisco. If you're gonna, going to if up.
0: you're going to work so hard to to redefine what happened in the first Terminator and refilm uh-huh. the entire front of that movie in Los Angeles, yeah. then it's a Los Angeles story.
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you mean, yeah. You know yeah, no, uh, maybe that's it then because maybe it because is because Cyberdyne or Francisco whatever Cyberdyne
0: up. essentially is in Genesis that was an LA business. Why are they all of a sudden in San Francisco in this timeline?
1: Uh, the, well, it's the tech bubble.
0: <laughs> all right, fine.
1: No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but the, I remember cuz like, in the Apocalypse preview we see San Francisco like exploding. Yeah. And I remember at the time th- in Genesis I remember thinking why are we seeing San Francisco? All places go, and then in the second half of the movie, it's in San Francisco. I'm like, oh, okay, but this—I don't know. This seems uh, nice. This—this uh, this worked for me. Maybe it's again—it's just that little bit of, little bit of gravy, you know.
0: Interesting.
1: A Little bit of good filmmaking gravy. <laughs> the Terminator Genesis decidedly does not have.
0: Uh, excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Yep. Another job well done, I say. Good on us. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to tell us what you think of Terminator Dark Fate. Where does it fall in your ranking? Go ahead and find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com, and we will respond. All right for Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards join us next time we're going to be pitching sequels what the hell do you do with Terminator (laughs) say goodbye
1: Tom also this is Texas (laughs) (laughs) there's former Republican Governor yep Arnold Schwarzenegger yep <laughs> That's great. Commenting on modern-day American gun culture. <laughs>
0: excellent, excellent way to end it. All right, everyone, we will be back.